0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 394 of the Mail Right Show. John is still laughing because my last intro is so violent that he made me do it over again. Um, Today's show is going to be how to be a hyper-local real estate agent in 2023. Um, Really excited to get into this topic. It's been relevant for a while. It's only getting more relevant as time goes on. John is the one, as per his normal, who chose the topic. John Why don't you do two things for us right now? Number one, introduce us so that we all know who you are. And number two, explain to us why you thought this would be something fun for us to talk about.
1: Um, Well, thanks, Rob. I'm the co-founder of mail-write.com. We build beautiful websites on WordPress. Plus, we have a CRM, um, email, text marketing, and and a load of other functionality. We compete with real geeks, and they're interactive. In a deadly punch up to the end. Back <laughs> back over to you, Robert. Nope, not yet. You got why oh, yeah, like, you Oh yeah, that's my homework, is it? Talk more. Talk, talk more. more. I, told, I yeah. don't think our listeners of viewers really what we did. Um basically um I was looking for the subject. Um we covered this a while ago. Um I saw some other influencers on YouTube were talking about it. Um, I know you're passionate about it, so I thought it would be a good topic. I think the uh, six things I've listed is website, hub, community pages, tips and insights, social media tips and insights, using video, podcasting, uh, email marketing, postcards, final thoughts and insights. So I think they're the major areas that we're going
0: to be discussing, Robert. Cool. All right, everybody. So Hyperlocal. This falls directly into my Bailey Wicket as an SEO specialist. Four quadrants, really, that search engine optimization is wildly impactful for for your average residential real estate agent or broker. All right, That is the image library, uh, the traditional search, which you're all familiar with, video, which is YouTube, and then last but not least, with growing amounts of influence and popularity, it's hyperlocal. Because Google is deciding how you're going to get found using searches that are like realtor near me or best realtor in city name. Anytime you mention your profession and your city, you pull up a different search pack than normal. It's called a hyperlocal search pack. That hyperlocal search pack has your information in it. If you're in the top three, and I speak from experience here, any market, big or small, you are going to be writing a lot more business. And here, can anybody hear that? here everybody is the real thing that you all want to tune into you get listing calls the amount of times John that I get on the phone that real estate agents are like yeah but I want listing calls I want listing calls how do we get listing calls we want listing calls we only want listing calls we don't even want buyer calls how do we make that happen Robert this is
1: how do you you make that happen Robert (laughs) Well, the magician, uh, the magician yeah. which you are, Robert, how do you
0: Well, I'm not as good as it at it as people who are doing funnel work like Krista Maisure on on Google and and just do, and just seeking that kind of lead, you, you know, using home evaluation tips and strategies. But I will tell you this: you can your your weight in terms of the types of, types of calls you get tends to be like 60 70 percent listings versus buyer calls off that specific marketing destination. I'm not talking about anything else, just your Google My Business profile, and just if you're ranked in the top three. So it's a worthwhile place to be for sure. If everybody's wondering, why should you listen to this? Why doesn't matter? Okay, that's why. Now, we're going to go on to number one here, local knowledge, marketing your social media, and website. Yeah. Now, I understand how I do this, but John, I didn't really understand how you wanted to tie social media into the conversation. So I'm actually going to throw that over to you and ask what what you were thinking when you said tie social media. in. so how do you mean that? Like, How would you suggest that people do that?
1: Well, I think um, there's two factors here. There's you show your knowledge of the subject through social media. And then um, if you've got built up a email list, you can import that list into specifically Facebook or Instagram, and then you can target those people that are on the list, retarget them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great sh- way of just keeping yourself, or if you've got a specific property or uh, other examples, you can retarget to that list through social media at a reasonable cost.
0: I don't disagree with any of that. Um, It doesn't necessarily impact your ranking. However, there is something, there's a lot of language that everybody uses, myself included, that says, oh, hey, you're going to be a hyper-local specialist of some kind, right? And the reason is... Find your niche. Right, which is another way of saying, let's focus on real estate branding that's actually current. For the millennium that we're in because hyper local marketing and like demonstrating expertise inside the local marketplace is actually a better better branding tactic than a fancy card or matching website. Branding is just usually a multi layered effort where one you have people that engage with you as a as a person and your company's like business track record two. Like one of my clients makes all of their agents get dressed up in, in all white and then take these beautiful pictures. The, their offices are modern, sleek and white, you know.
1: But do, you th- do you think I should dress as a clown? Do you think that would help he, me?
0: I already asked you to dress as a like a revolutionary, like general, and you wouldn't do it. Oh, so, well, they, they are. I can't please everybody. Can you? Yeah, you know, you know, I did too. Everybody, mm. I'm not kidding. I asked, I was going to get dressed up like a, you know, um, American dude, and he was going to get dressed up as a British, but he wouldn't go for it. Mm. So um, what we're going to do, uh, or sorry, with Hyperlocal, it, it's um, – sorry. Just he, my, he hasn't yeah. had much
1: sleep, but then he's got to pull up with me, folks.
0: He, he's been working all well. John, and, you uh, can't uh, do this to an ADD, ADHD co-host. You really can't. It's not fair. All right. So um, – I forgot all about what we're talking about. All right. Hyperlocal. Social media is... I find it to be tricky, but, but what I do not find to be tricky is that, and what I recommend to everybody is, you want to keep a social media strategy. You want to, like, simple. You want to use, you know, keep everything as low time constraint but as impactful as possible. Use the same images across all of your platforms. Google My Business, use the same videos. Take, make sure that they've match in size and format, in length, according to the platform that you're using. There's companies out there that right now, John, that specialize in shortening or or elongating existing videos. And they're really just making sure that your existing content can be played on as many different platforms as possible. If there's a strategy that I recommend that connects into hyperlocal, like let's say you do a neighborhood tour, you did 10 minutes, Right. Well, 10 minutes goes up on YouTube, 3 minutes goes up on um, Instagram, the same 3 minutes goes up on your Google My Business profile, and all you had to do was shoot the one video, have one person edit it into two different versions, and put it up on two different platforms. It's actually not as complicated as it sounds, and that way you get into doing hyper-local marketing across all of your platforms because some people like Pinterest and some people like Instagram and some people like Twitter. Well, not very many people like Twitter anymore. And um, some people like Facebook. Wherever there are, you want to post your content. That's really that simple. That's it. Like So I'm going to move on. Website hub, community pages, tips and insight. All right. I know exactly how we do this ourselves, but John, why don't you once again lead us off and tell us how you were envisioning this this uh, application?
1: Yeah, well, I think with your website, having pages about what's going on in your community, um, also a link to evergreen pages that have insights about particular geo areas. Um, it depends because um, I think you've got two possibilities here when it comes to hyperlocal and fine as I call it, mm-hmm. is that you find a specific niche like, I don't know, a particular target audience, a particular type of property, or you specialize in a geo area, um, or you can combine two together. But when it comes, um, it's going to probably be a combination of both. So your community pages should be community pages about what's going on in the community and also some pages about those particular communities that could be evergreen. Um, And you can combine the two together, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it sure sure does. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So um, I don't disagree with anything that John says, the way that we apply community pages. And we don't really necessarily – we connect video into hyperlocal. So the way that Hyperlocal connects into a community page is honestly, if you're using the same email address as, and you're focused on Hyperlocal in the sense of you're trying to get Google ranking, which is the only area of which I'm really highly qualified to speak in as an expert. Well, then what you would do is you use the same email address for both your YouTube channel and your Google My Business channel. And now you're getting credit automatically on your Hyperlocal profile for the videos that you're posting especially any ones that you have geotagged. So it may sound like I just said a mouthful, but there's you can also post those videos to a community page, just as John just said, website hub page. And then you get double the credit. You get the credit for the page on the website and the page, uh, the YouTube page, actually triple credit and credit for the hyperlocal uh signals that you're sending to your Google My Business profile. Because believe it or not, Google, like every other big data company out there, because that's all there are. Facebook, big data company. Google, big data company. They're big data companies. And a big data company tracks you, tracks where you are, tracks what you like. Well, Google tracks your location. They track, your, uh, they track the, your, the engagement with your content. And what they're doing is they're trying to say, are you an expert in your thing? And if you are an expert in your thing, especially if your thing happens to be like Van Eyes. Van Nuys, California, and I've got a profile that says I'm a Van Nuys realtor, well, then there's a very good chance that if people are engaging with my content, whether that be pictures or video or whatever it is, they're going to rank really, really strongly for that keyword inside Van Nuys because Google knows, it's not a guess, they know that you're talking about Van Nuys lifestyle or real estate, one or the other or both, and that people are engaging with you. What does that mean to them? That plays into expertise, which means that they are absolute and sometimes experienced, depending on how old those videos are. So, which is two parts of the acronym EEAT, which is what Google's operating their entire algorithm on in 2023. All right. I know that was a lot. Thank you, everybody. That was my TED talk. No, just joking. All right. Number four using video. Oh, I've got, 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 got
1: something to say about that. Um, OK. Um, I think what would be good, is. You get a lot of people that set up evergreen pages and the beauty of it, you don't have to update them every month. It's not, you know, you can leave it six months, but what's a good combination is to do a nice build out, have a nice video, but then have a section on the site that draws from your, from your page that you update with the latest community stuff. So there's a section on the site that draws content about events and mm-hmm. it can be from another section of your website so it just kind of keeps so you you you've got some detailed content that you don't have to keep changing and you only have to do it every six months or every year but it has some fresh content on it so that kind of pleases um, the search the things that you outlined that's how i see it
0: beautiful All right. We're going to move on to our next point, but we are actually going to go to our break since we've only got about 30 seconds left before it's time. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's click that like button. If you are looking at me on social media, you'd go, my eyes. All right. Click the like button. Let us know we're doing a good job or tell us we're doing a bad job. Just give us some input. All right. we will come right back. And when we do come back, what you've got waiting for you is using video and podcasting to show your local knowledge and marketing position, email marketing and postcards and any final thoughts at John and I have uh, as well as some insights. All right. Thank you for tuning in. We will be right back. Stay tuned. (music) Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You've got uh, John and Robert hosting the Mail right Podcast. And what we're talking about today is for those of you who are looking for good marketing insight, We uh, that are real estate agents or realtors, we're trying to provide that. And today we're talking about hyperlocal. And hyperlocal is going to be uh, searches that help you get found by... Well, actually, let me rephrase. That's not how John intended the topic, I don't think. I, who am focused on my my little piece of this world, which is how people get found, that's not really what John said. He said how to be a hyper-local agent in general, generalized. So we're going to move on to another generalized piece of information, which is using video and podcasting to show your local knowledge and marketing position. Now, I have a lot to say on this one whereas I don't feel like I've had as much to say on the others. So, John, why don't you hit us with what you were thinking when you added
1: this? Yeah, question? it's kind of all linked because it's about not being seen uh, as a, a commodity. It's about seen as an expert about your local area and, ha- and showing online that you are. <laughs> you know, um, it's that simple, basically. Um, and a way of doing that is and a great way... Of, of meeting pe- some of the most influential people in your community is what you're probably doing anyway, going to various um, events physically, but you're doing it digitally, is to run a bod- podcast um, and having important people in your area on it. Um, and they will show you talking about what's going or talking about... Also, talk which also talks about what's going on in your area, Um, and you can utilise that to build your network of people you know, and it shows your knowledge and your you actually are a local resource. So I I think, and you can do that with your video as well. Uh, um, Doing that in your video is is important, showing that you know you know your local market, your local area, what's going on. So it all kind of
0: combines, doesn't it? It really does. So everybody who's listening to the show, podcasting has got to be one of the most relevant, newer methods of communicating to the world at large. Video and podcasting have kind of taken off in terms of popularity inside the real estate space, in my opinion, at the same time. I'm not saying that they are both recently new. They're not. They're both actually fairly established ways to communicate. What is changing is the way the world at large consumes media. Now when I talk to my friends, there is a, a almost consistent conversation of what's your top five podcasts. That that wasn't the case five years ago. The pandemic changed everybody a lot. Like how do you produce digital content? What is it? So when you start talking about hyper-local or hyper-specific marketing copy, I mean, for three years, John and I have been doing this show. John approached me and the show is on real estate marketing. And we really stick pretty closely to that topic. Every once in a while, we go off on a, yeah. a hummer. But we mostly stick to this show, this show's format and talk about real estate marketing. And on his other show, he sticks pretty closely the WP Tonic Show, which is a much bigger show than this one, he sticks pretty closely to the topic of WordPress, WordPress development, what's happening in the WordPress world, you know, things like that.
1: Well, actually, okay. Rob, I do three podcasts. What? Yeah. When, when do. I you add do... a third? Oh, about um, six months ago, I do, um, it's called the Membership Machine Show. Um, which is about uh, membership websites and community websites, which is oh. my, my main business, apart from MailRite. Okay.
0: But here's here's what what this allows you to. I mean, that's a lot of work. That's that, what I'm, please, I'm, I'm,
1: please I'm a machine, Robert. I'm, like, a, like, I'm a content, I'm <laughs> a content producing machine, Robert.
0: Don't don't look at my face. Everyone, while, everybody, John looks at me and thinks I'm being super critical. I wasn't being super. I, the look you saw on my face was like, oh my god, man, that's a lot of work. That's what you saw. Like that's a lot of work. That's it. Nothing, nothing else. So, ladies and gentlemen, what, why, uh, what should you take away from this? If you feel like you have something to say on a very specific subject, a lifestyle, you like going to restaurants in the area that you live in. I know somebody that I talked to not that long ago that was, uh, wanted to sell luxury condos in Las Vegas. And they mentioned that they went out to dinner almost every night. It was the way they talked about it. They knew the chefs. They knew the, um, uh, the, uh, there's a word for this, the wine the wine guys, they, they actually knew the maitre d's. They knew the names of, of half the staff. They knew where the food had been brought in from. They were just so into the concept of fine dining. I made the recommendation, you know what? You really should start talking on a podcast about this dining experience, the lifestyle in Vegas, and why you in particular, she, they, this, this person also lived in a luxury condo which is a great way to get into selling a particular type of real estate. If you already live in the kind of real estate and you're thinking, huh, maybe I should I should represent it. My answer is yes, uh, definitively. I mean, you love it enough to live there. Why wouldn't you turn around and talk about it and let other people know why you love it so much? It should be an easy conversation for you to have. This is where podcasting really allows you to connect into hyper... Focused people. It also does something for you that John and I have talked about ad nauseum, but I'm going to talk about again. And I think this is the most important thing that podcasting will do for anybody that starts a show. Do not ask me why. I don't get it. John and I are two old dudes that throw on a pair of headset and talk about real estate marketing, but we have had some of the biggest names inside the entire real estate industry on this show. Would you, right, John? Like yeah, I, yeah, we've people- seen a- People love talking about themselves and what they do. <laughs> you, yeah, you say I've got a podcast, and you take a name of anybody that you know would never take your call, and all of a sudden their assistants forwarding your information directly onto their desk. <laughs> like it's absolutely bonkers. We've had major CEOs on this show way more than once. We've had all the operating officers of of of. Uh, The video bomb bomb. We've had famous agents. We've had, I, I, the list goes on and on over the, over the years we've done the show, which by the way, does one thing for John and I that you can't take away. It adds pedigree to your own relationship. It adds pedigree to you as a person. You can say, I've had conversations with X, Y, and Z. You can say this when you're talking to prospects. There's nobody that can take away the power of a good podcast, even if you're not getting leads directly from it. If you're a good sales and marketing person, you can absolutely leverage the show to help you close deals for leads that you're getting other ways. Or you can reference the content and send people there proactively to a show that they think is interesting. And I've done that numerous times and it's never failed to make a, a massive impact. Has it always made a sale? No. Have I? Do I know that I walked away creating a one-of-a-kind impression in the person's mind? Yes. People have gone from... I've never heard of this guy, Robert, to Robert is the best blank, blank person in the industry that does blank, blank at the end of a call, partially in conjunction with our podcast. So that's my opinion about local knowledge and marketing positioning, which plays directly mostly into that marketing positioning part that John wrote in his, in his, his subject line. I couldn't agree with that more that's what I personally have experienced with this podcast, which is I don't do three, I do one. And I can't I have barely been able to be bothered being a guest on other people's podcasts. But I will say
1: Well, that's the other side of it, is that something I've neglected, I've I've tried, but um I am gonna have to make the effort is going on other people's podcasts. But Um, that's more uh, in the industry uh, and regional, national. I think on a hyper-local, I think being the presenter and bringing people in to interview is probably the biggest benefit when it comes to this specific area that we're talking about. So shall we go on to the email marketing and postcard side of it?
0: Sure. So number five on the list is email, marketing, and postcards. John's trying to goose me along here. He's tired of talking about marketing positioning. So why don't you lead us off and talk about emails and Never. postcards?
1: Um well I think um I think really sending out a really nice weekly or monthly newsletter. Um If you, if it, and also talking about some of the properties, some of the people that you've helped, it's in the niche. Now, if you're talking about a a geo area, that's your niche, a particular area of a of a of a town, a city. Um, Talking about what's going on in that community, and um, and also in your postcards, if you're doing. Um, postcard marketing, having the address of your website and, and having a method that people can sign up and making it really clear that they would get a list of the events going on. If you're, you are geo-focused, that is your niche. If it's a bigger area and you're dealing with a certain property type or a certain type of, of buyer-seller, um, that's what your newsletter. So. It, but it's and if you're building up your email list, utilizing that by uploading it to Facebook, in, Instagram for your targeting, retargeting,
0: you're
1: you're getting enormous benefit from that.
0: So now I'm going to say I'm going to capitalize on what what John just opened up, and I'm going to share everybody, including with John, which I've probably done before, but I'm going to share a true story. This is not none of this. None of this is is fake or unreal. I have a client that uh, is in Cranfield and Westfield, Cranford and Westfield, New Jersey. These are two towns that collectively have about 10,000 homes in them. They're not huge, but they're, they're basically suburban New Jersey homes. I have a client that uh, bought, right when she, many years ago, every single name and number and phone name and address of every single resident of these two cities. Just these two. She's been email dropping uh, postcards with local painters into their mailboxes for 10 straight years. Okay. She has been this strategy, along with a blog that talks about the hyperlocal area and an email that follows up on these postcards, has gotten her national acclaim. Coldwell Banker has acknowledged her. Plaster has acknowledged her. Basically, the idea of sending a postcard with a local painter, she takes a local artist and she puts their painting on the postcard and then writes on the back of it, you know, here's a little piece of art to brighten your day. She does it once a year. And literally all of these, Cranford, they they look forward to the postcards because they're interested to see which artist she chose.
1: Well, I'm amazed actually, if you're talking about New Jersey, as soon as you said that, I thought about Tony Soprano. I didn't know they were into art. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep, they sure are. And she's uh, gotten national national recognition from the. Come and, on, uh, Robert! That was a good one. I thought that was quite a good little joke. I'm yeah. not throwing any jabs at for freaking people from New Jersey on our podcast, man. All right, all right. I I, I cherish my life. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got a point there. <laughs> so. I guess what I'm saying is this. Another way to take that is once you have those 10,000 names and they're people that you're marketing to consistently, but very subtly, man, you can easily own the market. This this client of mine does. She probably does 50, 60, 70% of the business in these two markets. She makes gobs of money. I won't reveal her income online, like online, but I'll say she is way, 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 way above the average. And she she does it, I think, without even thinking, which is what happens when you adopt territories and truly market to them in a creative way. You can be online and do the same thing she does. You can have a ad that follows them around, but maybe instead of just trying to get them to constantly solicit them to do searches or something, you say, here's this interesting fact about the area. Go check it out. I wrote it up. And now they know who you are. They see you on the street. You're in the grocery stores. You become the realtor of that area and most people will do business with
1: you. Yeah, I think we should go to our final thoughts. And mine are, is what you've just outlined is powerful because I would say 95% of agents won't do any anything of what we've discussed in this show. I would say 95%. So that's a great opportunity if you're listening to this podcast Um, Because 95, I I am pretty sure, I I don't know if Robert would agree, but I think Mm -hmm. 95% of agents wouldn't even think of the things. The other factor is um, the factor that Robert mentioned, but um, I think we got a final, is by doing this, you're giving really clear signals to Google and putting everything, doing all the things that we've discussed and then, also doing this type of stuff on your Google local business page and is going to be enormously beneficial to you. So combining all this together, you will clearly get benefit in the area that Robert is a, is an expert on. So i will be interesting to see what you thought about what I've just outlined.
0: I think that you're right, but ladies and gentlemen, so I'm gonna in very quick order for those of you that stayed on to the show. We're we're 30 seconds past the 30 minute mark, and I'm just gonna give you some bonus content for everybody. For John, for everybody, John, use this in your consultations because because there are so postcards is one really creative idea, right? Here's another creative way to combine a digital and physical strategy, which you would want to do if you were actually doing this. You can also send postcards out that actually advertise a youtube video in a crazy way you just put down the url to the video or your or, or a custom url that you've that you that will redirect to the video and then you tell a story through the video and using a compelling combination of both physical and digital strategies is a rock solid way to get into older audience territories which i've heard of constantly But even my 95 year old grandmother that just passed, she Mm. knew what YouTube was and had access to it. There was no, she just wouldn't go onto it. But if she, if she got a postcard that had an interesting byline, might she have gone onto YouTube? Yeah, she had a computer. She knew what was, what was up. She might have done it. So I'm giving all those people that have, like, we, we here in the valley where I live, there's a part of the valley like West Hills. It's ninety nine percent retired folks, John. They're all older. It's like it's not a young community. The question always is, well, how do you get into that community? Well, you do the same thing you do in everything everywhere else. You buy the list, except you get creative in strategies. If you have a YouTube strategy, send a note that that talks about something valuable to that community, something related to retirement or old age or something, and then. Put it on the postcard. Anyway, for those of you that would like to reach out to me, and I'm going to go first this time just because I'm on this, this one tangent. You can, if you want to get some specific ideas about video and how to apply this strategy, reach out to me at Robert at com, and I will happily guide you through the, what the rest of the information that you need to know that will be specific to you and your area. John, if you would like people to reach out to you and get in touch with you, how would how would you like them to go about doing it?
1: Yes, but first of all, I want to make clear that if you're living in New Jersey, it's a fabulous state. It's a fabulous place to live. You, you know, I've visited it many times, and I can see the benefits of living there, and it's fantastic, folks. Uh, joy to you. Um, so, if, if I insulted anybody about New Jersey, I apologise, I, uh, but. To be serious, if you want to contact us, go to the mail rightcom website, book a demo, see what we've got to offer. I'm sure you're going to be blown away. Back over to you, Robert.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been so nice spending some time with you. We hope you enjoy our TED Talk, our fireside chat. We really enjoy doing the show. We've been doing it a long-ass time, and uh, we hope that you get some value out of this. If anybody's feeling particularly inspired, you can also not talk talk, talk to us about anything related to marketing and just tell us what you think of the show. I'm sure I speak for both of us when I say, I'd love to hear from you. I promise you, I won't talk to you about anything marketing.
1: (laughs) We'll see you later, folks. Bye.